Hello out there and welcome to episode three of Tea and Tights, the premier BritRest podcast brought to you by Kuru Media and My Big Fat Geek Life. I am your host today. I am Andrew Moore. I am the great British otaku. I am also joined today by Big Fat Geek members, husband and wife, Amy <laughs> and Dan Allen. How are you both? I'm good, thank you. Yeah, not bad at all. And it's fantastic to have the, the namer of our podcast with us this evening. It is. Amy did name our podcast, uh, and we thank her grateful for that. And welcome to your first appearance on the show. Thank you very much. Right, I've got my tea. Let's talk about some men in tights. I've got... No, I haven't. <laughs> <laughs> and no, not the spoofed uh, Robin Hood film that was what was that oh, i used we're to men, love that film we're men in tights. <laughs> okay uh, so as always we'll be talking about nxt uk but before that we'll talk about uh some uh news from around the british wrestling scene and we'll also cap the show off with a bit more british wrestling scene news as much as we can and to just try and Talk about everything British. Uh, I do need to make out a couple of things I got wrong on my last on the last podcast, so I'm just gonna get through that as quick as I can. <laughs> okay, uh, I referred to Robbie X as Scottish. He's actually from Lincoln, and I do apologise for that. He used to wear a mask, a blue mask with a white cross on it. So I just naturally assume Scottish. It's a fair assumption. I had made the same assumption. I'm glad to be corrected. So thank you for that. And of course, uh, I referred to Wrestle Carnival as Carnival Wrestling. It is Wrestle Carnival. Uh, they are a brand new promotion. Uh, they are setting up in Milton Keynes. And they hopefully look to be doing shows as, as of January, obviously, depending. Uh, they do have all their safeguarding measures in place. Uh, so, and that's run by Gary Ward, who actually corrected me on the mistakes I made. So thank you very much <laughs> for that. And thank you for the advice you gave as well. That was uh, really appreciated. Uh, one wrestling uh, show that I am aware of in the UK is Future Shock Wrestling. Uh, the show is Underground. It is on the Saturday, October the 17th. I have seen Chris Ridgway has been confirmed. We spoke about him last week. Uh, he has a black belt in being hard as fuck. He recently uh, competed over in Noah in Japan, and it's good to have him back on the UK scene. He'll, he's actually part of the creative team of Wrestle Carnival as well, so that touches in quite nicely. Uh, Lizzie Evo has also been confirmed for the show. Excellent. So, uh, that's Stockport. Uh, both very big names, so that should be a great event. And uh, if you can get out there, get out there. If you can't, try and find some way to watch it. Uh, NXT UK, guys. Yeah. What did you think? Uh, I don't like the new intro. I preferred the old uh, grime intro that they had. I think the old intro definitely sounded better. Um I would agree with that. But new studio, new atmosphere, new intro. Got to keep it new. Don't want anybody getting bored of their wrestling. No, I miss no, the no. music from before, though. See, I'm glad I'm not the only one. Uh, mm. 
the night kicked off with the triple threat to decide the uh, mystery contender for the Heritage Cup. And I was the only one who got a name right for the pick three. And that was Ashton Smith. So I just want to point that one out. <laughs> you went with Eddie I, Dennis. I bow down to your accuracy. I'll tell you what, though. You know what this match brought out? How much I really miss a live audience. Yes. Really miss a live audience. It just sat there. And I'm glad for the commentary because otherwise it sounded like we were watching something else. Yeah. What I found really yeah. weird in this episode, though, was they brought in a little bit of fake audience noise at certain points yeah. in certain matches. Take when Ginny and Zaya, which we'll come to later... They fed a little bit in them, but with this one, there, there was one redeeming factor for not having the audience. What's that one? Kenny Williams, from the top rope, jumping at Ashton Smith to the outside with a drop kink, went... Da-da-da-da-da-da! <laughs> <laughs> I missed that one. I'm going to have to go back and watch that. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did not, and it made me smile. <laughs> It was very good. <laughs> Ashton Smith looked really, really good in what was almost a handicap. And it was a good tri triple threat. I'm not a huge fan of triple threats, but they uh, did make this one work. I'm a big triple threat fan. I've always enjoyed it. Going back to the original three-way dance at ECW, I just I do enjoy watching mm. some good triple threat wrestling. Um, Ashton Smith in this one, he looked... Strong. He reminded mm. me a lot of Rampage. Yeah, he's put on uh, weight. That's for sure. Certainly around the uh, the shoulders, he's much mm. seen much much bigger and uh, much much bigger than both Amir uh, Jordan and Kenny Williams during the uh, match and controlled most of the match as well. But I expect him. Uh, I can't remember his tag team partner's name. Do you remember the guy? Oh God. Um, no. <laughs> if he's a, a Swiss cool. gentleman, but I cannot remember his name. Uh, but Kenny Williams and Amir Jordan, you know, they used their tag team. They just tried to uh, double team Ashton Smith at various points, but they did go, you know, they did go toe to toe as well. They came out, they didn't look weak out of this, um, and they pulled off some excellent moves. Um, there was a um, uh, super kick that connected. Oh, that was um, yeah, Ashton's super kick near the end was vicious. But then Amir Jordan doing a swanton halfway across the ring. That was special. He flew. Mm. Well, he's, yeah, he's a decent high flyer. He's, uh, he's, I, I love his entrance and his music because he's, he's really fun. And <laughs> uh, he tends to bring a life too, as you say, what was it, what is an empty studio at the moment. So he does bring quite a lot of life to the ring when he does come out there. Uh, Kenny Williams is fantastic. Uh, he's like Noam Dar a lot, though. So both very similar size, very similar styles, and even very similar personalities. It's like both got that cheeky chappy, apart from one's got a bit more of a face cheeky chappy while known does a bit more of a I'm a dick cheeky chappy <laughs> I don't 
think Kenny Williams should have won. I think Ashton Smith, after that performance, should have won. I really do. He was fantastic. And noisy. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of grunting. Yeah. Uh, Obviously, he can't do it at the moment, but uh, when he has the crowd, he's always come out with that whoop. Whoop. (laughs) uh, Yeah, he certainly makes a lot of noise, but... He slammed a lot of those guys. Like double clothesline at one point just took mm. both of their heads off. Mm. And uh, yeah, I agree. Ashton Smith. I would have picked Smith to win, but I think it's leading to them being the tag team challenges for... Uh, and it's Oliver... Oliver Carter. Yes. Oliver Carter. Uh, and In fact, you're saying about Smith's double clothesline. That's actually what reminded me a lot of Rampage. Just mm. the power, the double clothesline down to the knee is like, ooh, that you feel that. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, Kenny Williams did come out on top, uh, possibly on course to face off against Noam Dar. Mm. We'll see. Uh, next up were the Ginny and Zaya promos. Yeah, the promos. Yeah, I understand the need to reintroduce them. Um, this is a face. This is a heel. <laughs> yeah, it was. It was pretty classic good versus bad tonight, wasn't it? And then there was the 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 video, and then it was something else. And he went back to the match, and um, Brookside hadn't had an entrance. She was already in the ring, which I thought was a bit of a shame. Oh, it, I missed that. Oh. Yeah, she was already there. The um. It, you're right, Amy. It was a bit weird to go from the video package for Ginny and Zaya to it then have to Eddie, Eddie Dennis. Dennis. Yeah. Now, Eddie Dennis did a great promo. Oh, yeah. Eddie uh, Dennis. Uh, and as I say, I, I look forward to that new stable with the uh, the pretty boys. I think that, uh, that'll be a strong new stable and something the, they need at the moment with another one stable. The only thing that worried me was he was saying about, I am your teacher. I hope he's not going to be another Dean Douglas. <laughs> no, but he, he's been injury plagued. So I wonder if it may be more of a manager. So he'll take a bit of a back, stay, uh, a back step from in-ring action and uh, compete in less. Still competing sometimes, but less. I know he was out for most of last year with a shoulder injury that kept them out of the progress world title yeah. picture. Uh, but so maybe uh, he would make a great manager, and he's got a great promo and a great delivery, and he can look scary when he just he has that look about him. I, I, I'm, he can dead eye. Yeah. Uh, next up was the continuation of the Flash and Mark Andrews injury story from post. Uh, so before lockdown went into effect, apparently Mark seven Andrews, months ago, seven months ago was injured backstage, and uh, so they had a little thing there. One uh, randomly coming out from behind vending machines and yeah, whatnot, and so oh look, we're here. It's not going to be like Rikishi running over Stone Cold, is it? Because you wouldn't fit Rikishi in a mini. No. 
Uh, so, well, so you had the Huntwood and obviously now they have last week actually crossed paths briefly. So that could be a little play. Speaking of the hunt in that situation, they were wearing suits. They would look really suited and booted. That's not quite how I want to see the hunt. <laughs> nope. <laughs> I go to court or something. Not unless they're sort of yeah. like in Harris tweeds with a deer stalker and a shotgun broken over the arm. Yeah. <laughs> they can be more than six. I mean, one was like a burgundy type suit. The other one was in this really nice silver suit. And they were both, you know, dressed really well. But, you know, that's supposed to be wild or crazy it's just not what i expect them to be wearing they were crazy their ties didn't match their pocket squares oh, oh. the details it's the keen details uh who else was there big man mastiff was there uh right though and of course uh, mark andrews and flash themselves and obviously they then talked about Flash Morgan Webster being in the uh, Heritage Cup next week against Akid, which is a name, not just a random kid. I will keep saying it every time. <laughs> <laughs> it is a name, I, not Braun Strowman's tag team, team partner. partner. Yes, uh, I really, I'm really looking forward to that match actually next week. Uh, I thought this week's Heritage match was great. Uh, I'm really looking forward to Flash versus AK, I think, because they'll really be able to show a lot of different types of wrestling styles in that match. Oh, it should be good. Uh, finally, then it was the Ginny versus Zia Brookside, as you say. I felt, I don't know, it was a bit... So Ginny got her big entrance and she looked fantastic and... Brookside was already there and she hadn't had a video and you know and then they just got started and Ginny went straight in there with the trash talking and um she's got a mouth and I, I don't want to say too much about Ginny because truth be told she is kind of scary <laughs> there's a yes she um it it was a bit um yeah I remember they tried to push her as a face in progress last year and it just didn't work. Ginny just Never is not a no. face. She is a heel through and well, through. And she's a good she heel. Was, she was trained by a heel. She's going to be purely mm. heel. Um, she's not a nicey-nicey. She's, she is proper badass. Yeah. It was clever that they mentioned that um, while she was away, she had been training for this. That, that's good. I mean... Judging by the size of most of the wrestlers while they've been away, they've all been training for it. <laughs> Dave Mastiff must have been at least two miles miles a day. Why we feel what else are they going to be doing while they're away? Uh, but Ginny, uh, she, she clocked her at one point with a huge uh, forearm to the jaw. Oh, and it really looked that like looked, it knocked her out. That looked nasty. There was a couple of I, slaps and hits that looked like they connected and rung a few bells. I've I, got to admit, I think Ginny, when she did that hit, that yeah. was a receipt for the um, cocked up monkey flips. Yeah. Yeah, that two wrong. in a row. She didn't quite uh, pull that up. I mean, Zaya's very young still, but she's she's very good. Uh, the handstand headlock escape uh, mm. made, was fantastic. Obviously, her father used to use that move uh, yeah. often. Obviously, he would normally do it all the way across the ring, all the way back. <laughs> but uh, 
she, she yeah no uh Zaya's got an upside to her she will be a future champion uh it kind of feels like she's like Bailey 4.0 because mm. obviously the Bailey is point one and uh Dakota Kai was point two <laughs> and Kylie Ray over on impact is uh Bailey <laughs> and Zaya Brookside is now Bailey four uh, you look at Ginny, um, and she's got the right attitude. She's really pushing her her whole gimmick. She's nine kilos. Actually, Sorry, she's nine stone. Nine stone, fifty-eight kilos. She's nine stone. She weighs half of you. Literally, yes. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> um, but when you sort of see her, and then think about. Rhea Ripley or mm. Piper Niven or most of the rest of the roster. She just looks like she's broken in half. She needs to bring back her her bodyguard. She does. Uh, I mean, Kylie Ray gets away with it. She's a bit more conniving. Uh, but yeah, she's Ginny's always had backup. You know, everywhere she's been, everywhere she's gone, she's always made sure that she's got somebody behind her that pushes her to be the uh, top of the charts. Uh, what would they do with a tour or something like that? Tour order in progress for a long period. Uh, Charlie Morgan. I can't remember the other two girls in the moment off the top of my head. I don't know how much her weight or strength really comes into her ability and skill i mean not at all it's just for me it, it, it's the ability to um uh you're like a woman she makes it up you around. with her viciousness i think i think she makes yes. up for it with her viciousness she's as you say she's not got the size she's not the dominant uh she's not quite as say ring smart as kaylee uh Leray, and she does so she, she relies on her viciousness and usually relies on a bodyguard. Be good to see her get some sort of bodyguard back. Uh, but Ginny would go on to win the match, as we said, and... She did it well. Yeah. Um, well, yeah. She used Zaya's hair for a net breaker over the top rope and then got her in a version of an STF um, to, again, put extra pressure on the neck. So that was, that was a really good finished the match and that really pinned down the the nasty the nasty nasty of the the Ginny and her the way she is and her character and then the way she finished off with the wording of um her final speech her her success speech where she is going to make her story not history, history her story, her story. <laughs> Of course. Uh, but where does the female division go from here? See, I thought, I assumed when I saw the match, Zaya Brookside was going over and she would probably go on to uh, take on Kaylee Ray and most likely lose to Kaylee Ray, but I assumed that she would move on. But Ginny's picked this one up. So is Viper going to get a second shot, do we think? Mm. There's still story there. And um, we did say at the time, Viper. Sorry, you guys don't Niven. feel that she needs the um, needs the title. I, I feel that she should have it. Yeah, uh, it's just it's a, it's a good division, and 
yeah, I do wonder. I mean, Candy Floss maybe comes because I know she's due back in. But I think they need a good face. They need a face to break through. Uh, I suppose as Alfred Valkyrie, maybe she'll be that face to break through, actually. I can see that working. Isla Dawn as well. But I for Valkyrie, she, she was on a roll before the end of the... Uh, before lockdown and she picked up the win over Isla Dawn. So yeah, actually, there we go. That's, I've, I've answered my own questions. Alpha Valkyrie, I think, will be the next challenger. And I look forward to that matchup. Uh, then it was on to the Heritage Cup. And what oh, a off. breath of fresh air. Oh, sorry. What was, did I miss well, something? We had our A kid interview explaining who he is and how important it is that we have someone from Spain. Mm. Makes sense. You know, we've got Austria, we've got Italy, and now we've got Spain. <laughs> but uh, it would, I have to say, I'm really looking forward to that match. And Akid uh, is certainly a young up-and-comer. He, I don't see him winning this match. I think Flash Morgan Webster will get the win here. Uh, I think there might be shenanigans. 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 Daniel calls shenanigans on this. <laughs> I do. What do you think the shenanigans will be? I think that some masked men in very nice suits with slightly dodgy pocket squares um, <laughs> might, might, might interfere. <laughs> Yeah, uh, yeah, because as you say, uh, they, I feel like they're teasing that, you know, the last week, the uh, the interaction, and then obviously this week, and we saw in the back footage, it was, they were there, and it'll give them something to do, it'll give Flash and Mark Andrew something to do as well, a nice little feud, uh, Obviously, there's going to be no takeover for forever, but so they need some big fuse to just keep things ticking over till then. Right. So, Pete Dunn, I've got a question for you. Go for it. Trousers or body paint? <laughs> they were tight. Snug. Yeah. They were really really tight i bet they needed a pizza cutter to get them off after. yeah i've uh, i've never understood uh tight jeans i really don't i can't imagine that was much fun for his pair i really don't <laughs> <know>. <laughs> i think they probably just he'd ingested them back in no, up <laughs> behind his hips again. Hipsters, are, I think hipsters, they're just going to die out because they're not going to be able to breed. <laughs> Do you think if he farted, it whistled? <laughs> anyway, round one. But, uh, combustion or something. As the Heritage Cup, that is, that is a breath, breath of fresh air in wrestling right now. Uh, it's something that is completely different. It's... Uh, do you think it's how Raw Underground wishes it could be? Yeah, I do. I think if you were going to do Underground, you had to make it, you know, feel maybe a bit of an MMA feel. And I, I really, when I saw Raw Underground, I was like, oh, this could be something really good. And then it 
just wasn't. Wasn't. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, the Heritage Cup, on the other hand, uh, I'm love British style of wrestling, proper wrestling, uh, without all the theatrics. It's both showed just how good they are at wrestling. And it was wrestling. It was proper, proper wrestling. Round mm-hmm. one, particularly. Um, nobody left their feet as in to do drop kicks, go up the top ropes, anything like that. Nope. It was grappling. Mm. And just, just the way, yeah, the way, for me, I can be just as entertained by thrilling uh, exchanges, reversals, transitions, as I am of somebody doing a double backflip over the ropes onto the crowd to land some sort of Canadian destroyer. In fact, I can be more entertained by actual uh, yeah, transitions, reversals. It reminded me a lot of that, that first round took me back many, many years to, oh, I'm not sure if I'm allowed to say it, um, Kurt Angle versus... Um, oh, yeah. Yeah. KO versus CB. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I remember that match. Yeah. Great wrestling. Uh, the the ROH Pure Division right now. Uh, they've been running a Pure World Championship on uh, ROH, uh, Ring of Honor, and that's re- been really good because it uh, doesn't have the rounds, but it is basic pure wrestling. And the, there are some really great, there were supposed to be UK performers over there. Uh, Mark Haskins was supposed to be competing. Joe Hendry was supposed to be competing. That was somebody else. Uh, Doug Richards was actually going to be competing as well. But uh, obviously they all had to pull out due to... But there has been some great wrestling on the ROH Pure. Uh, not as good as the Heritage Cup on NXT. <laughs> because it's... But do they get the Hogwarts Cup? They don't get the Hogwarts Cup. They get the ROH oh. Pure Championship, which they're bringing back. Once famously held by Nigel McGuinness, who is the best color commentator in the business currently. Yeah, I'm not going to answer with that. Mm. Round two. But is it a cup? Oh, yeah, it was on the stage. Did you not see it? It, it, it was. I must have missed the cup because I was staring far too trophy. much at Pete Dunn's exceedingly tight trousers. <laughs> <laughs> not take my eyes off them. The physics involved there. And the man bun. Can't forget his <laughs> man bun. Oh, the man bun! That was just... But I guess that's why he can't wear socks with his shoes. Because he can't get them under the trousers. No. Oh, they'd, they'd, they'd look weird. Mm. And that would be awful, looking I weird. That would be awful. Just I, I still don't like the whole no shoes, no socks in shoes. That's how you get blisters. Pete, it's just how wrong. It's gross, right? <laughs> People who don't wear socks with their shoes are just wrong. It's a hill yeah. I'm prepared to die. It's, it's, it's like the opposite of wearing socks with flip flops. <laughs> if Pete Dunn came down to the ring in Crocs, would you still be scared of him? No. <laughs> would I be scared uh, of Pete Dunn full stop? Well, I would be. It was in sliders and socks. Where's the rule on sliders and socks? Uh, The rule on sliders and socks is no socks, as demonstrated by Matt Riddle. 
good old Matt Riddle. Because <laughs> he does that, then kicks him off when he gets in the ring. Does, uh, do you kick Matt's the audience? Well, what would be what used well, to be an audience? Yeah. He's like, here, have a slider instead of you know what. A t-shirt. And then they can hold it up whenever Zach Gibson comes out. <laughs> <laughs> we, we we digress. We digress. She didn't want a slider that day. Like, you don't mind. Round two, uh, no was it, was it, did, did Dar pick up the? Uh, was it in round two he picked up the first four? Or was it? it was indeed. And again, great, fantastic wrestling. And was it a knee bar in the end for the submission? Oh, it was a pin, wasn't it? I've missed it. I it was remember. a pin. It was yeah. a pin. You are right. Uh, he was working over the leg for most of the match, but didn't yes. uh, actually. Uh, Wolf came back in the next round, and yeah, we finally saw some striking. Yeah. Um, we moved from the grappling to the punchy, punchy, kicky, kicky. Big, big punch from uh, Wolf. Was it the end of round three? Mm. Uh, was that just... a bit of a bit of a cheap shot? That one. Yeah, no, so yeah, it was, he won, uh, and yeah, he got his fall in the fourth because he knocked, basically knocked him out in the, uh, after that one, <laughs> then managed to pick up the win. Yeah, beautiful super kick German suplex combination. It was, it was lovely. Yes, was a good. German suplex by a German. <laughs> so, a suplex. A suplex, yeah, just a suplex. Uh, and... Then in the fifth round, uh, due to Dunn getting in the way, Dar was able to hit the uh, rolling over and knock Wolf out for a second fall, ending the match 2 1 to Dar. I just want to quickly say that um, we say about Dunn getting in the way. During the rest of the match, he was actually a really good ref. He was. Played he in was Fair in the right place at the right time. He didn't take over the thing, which normally when you get a, um, a special guest referee, they're completely in the wrong place the whole mm. time. Um, yes, granted, he is a full-time wrestler. He runs his own company, so you would expect him to. But it was still nice to see he was a very good ref. Yeah, so Pete Dunner runs Attack Pro Wrestling, I think, out of Birmingham, is it? I'd be surprised if it wasn't. It wasn't so uh, uh, he runs that? I, I think currently with Chris Brooks, uh, who's over in Japan competing for DDT Pro. Uh, he had a match this weekend with Drew Parker as his tag team. Uh, I think they lost, but I haven't managed to catch DDT Pro yet. There is too much wrestling on during the week, and I am too tired. <laughs> <laughs> I know how that feels. There's a million to million episodes of everything. Which reminds me, I need to watch um, NXT tomorrow. <laughs> uh, no, I'm not watching NXT tonight. I'll watch it in the morning. Uh, good luck to Finn Balor. But we'll, we'll talk about that in a little bit later. Uh, Hang on, you didn't mention Finn Balor or something. He wasn't. Uh, he's in the pay for you tonight. Oh. We will discuss that. Yeah. Yeah. What's uh, so, then So Dunn refused to raise the hand. Yeah. I mean, come on. Was he really? <laughs> I love the how smug uh, Dar was about it as well. Like, come on, lift my arm. You know I won. <laughs> he now is, you kicked uh, it. You can kiss it better. <laughs> he is a fantastic uh, personality, fantastic wrestler. You know, the only thing that's ever held him back is the fact that he was a 205 Live guy. He was small, and uh, even on the 205 roster, he was small. 
but Imagine he's wrestling now. Yeah, I'm you, they need to add more weight divisions. I think go back to the true uh, world of sport where they had uh, five different weight divisions. Super heavyweights and <laughs> super heavyweights. I, I would, I would cut it down. I'd have a 185 division, a 225 division, a 265 division, and then the super heavyweight division. And I'll yeah. take away all of the intercontinental US titles, mid titles, get rid of all of them. It's just because people like Dog. Would you have everyone overlooked. back in their woolen tights? Yes, woolen tights as well. <laughs> Sweaty. <laughs> uh, but yeah, as I say, Dog. I mean, Dunn's done well for himself despite uh, his size. So there are always exceptions to the role. Daniel Bryan, obviously, being the, the biggest exception to the role, and Rey Mysterio, uh, of course. You know, you don't have to be big. To you don't have to be big, but uh, it helps. It certainly helps in the WWE system. Other uh, ROH have always can't teach that. <laughs> yeah, you can't teach size. <laughs> well done. So Wolf blames Dunn for the loss, obviously. He he believes Dunn got in the way and blind that's why he got blindsided by the Nova Roller. Uh Dunn obviously takes no bullshit and shoves him straight back into the corner. Like, I'm not taking your shit. Out came Walter. Yes. He didn't chop anyone today. Damn it. I love Walter when he chops people, but uh he came out, they started to look like it was going to be uh, face-to-face with Dunn. Then Wolf comes back in, takes him out, and Ilya... He comes. took him out hard from the side. That was a that was like a proper car Nice crash, collision. Mm-hmm. Mm. Uh, so I'm assuming that's going to set up a tag team friends. match down the line. Walter and uh, Wolf versus Dunn and Ilya. Will surely Who came out a... to save the day. Yeah. And, did and then, a great then job spitting of... spit everywhere as he did it. And Salva's favourite thing that Ilya does. <laughs> I couldn't understand anything. There was lots of shouting. It was in Russian. It yeah. was in German. And it was in Brummy. So yeah. I just I didn't stand a chance. No, uh, and, you know, I think it started slow, picked up. Uh, the ladies match in the middle did kind of drag a little bit. But that main event uh, made it a solid, solid overall show. I don't think it was as good as last week, but it's better than week one. What do you guys think? I, I this, I, I quite enjoyed enough the wrestling enough. There's a lot missing from the programs at the moment. I know it can't be helped, and they're doing everything they can to make it as enjoyable as possible. But I think it was better than. The first week. Yeah. Not as good as last week, but I do think that the Heritage match was definitely the best match we've had so far. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I look forward to much more Heritage Cup, uh, especially next week with Flash uh, and A-Kid, which should be... uh, I I think it will be possibly an even better match when it comes to pure wrestling. Uh, For theatrics and story, this one probably will be the better 
story-driven wrestling match, whereas next week's one will be more pure wrestling, but you call shenanigans. I call shenanigans. I'm also going to be curious as to whether um, Mandrews comes out to polish his helmet or not. Dirty, dirty boy. Yes, the mod father will be in action. And just, you know, uh, an injury update for NXT competitor and uh, Welsh superstar Tegan Knox. Uh, she's out again with another torn ACL injury. I think this is the third time she has had the worst luck in NXT. We wish her a speedy recovery. We hope to see her back soon. And when knees go, they are an absolute swine, and at her age, it's not good. Yeah. Is it the same injury? Has it been the same injury each time? Uh, I think she blew out the first ACL before the original May Young Classic. Yeah. Uh, she then blew out both ACLs during the second May Young Classic in a match against Rhea Ripley, which had to be stopped. Yeah. Uh, and now I believe this one came in a match against Candice LeRae. And yeah, she, so she's on... Again, so this is the third time, as I say, an ACL injuries are hard enough to come back from. Uh, normally, uh, you hear footballers who lose their careers over ACLs. Uh, rugby players lose their careers over ACLs. Uh, even in MMA, I've seen people lose their careers over ACL injuries. So we just kind of hope and wish her all the best. And... Because she she's fa- a fantastic person who, who we don't don't never get a chance to speak about yet because she actually competes over in America NXT, uh, which is a shame because she would be a great addition to uh, the UK roster as well. And yeah, I hope she gets well soon. Look after your knees, people. Indeed. <laughs> okay, so uh, let's talk about uh, Will Osprey in. The NJPW uh, G1 Climax. Yes, we know he is a fuckboy. We understand that. He is uh, competing. He is over in Japan and he has gone three and one now uh, over in his four matches, uh, being the first person to pick up a win over Jay White in what was an incredible match. Uh, he got a five star rating on Dave Meltzer. Uh, for his match with Shingo Tadaki, uh, which is his, I think, Meltzer's second five-star rating of the uh, lockdown period. Uh, if you want to have wrestling with a crowd, that's where you go right now. They have uh, almost full capacity over in New Japan Wrestling. They're not allowed to chant. It's part of the rules. They don't normally anyway. <laughs> no, they don't. They, they, they occasionally boo or, you know, when uh, Takahashi's maybe or someone who's like, like, let's go ace, but normally quite reserved. I, 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 uh, they are my second favourite crowd after the British crowd, which is just completely two different kettles of fish because the British crowd is so ruckus. It's the chance. They make an event, an event. <laughs> in the- they are relentless. Oh, yeah. Pissed off British crowd, especially, yeah. are relentless. They will not let anything go. 
You know, it uh, yeah. reminds me a lot of the old ECW crowd. Yeah. I know I keep yeah. going back to ECW. I love ECW. <laughs> we need to do a watch along the old ECW show at some point. Yes. Um, yeah, I do do enjoy that. Get some chairs in. <laughs> I've lost where we were. Well, we talked about Osprey. What about... Um, ZSJ. He is uh, two and two, so he's won two matches, lost two matches. Uh, he had a really, really quick match against Goto. Uh, still the best technical wrestler in the world. Uh, I, there is nobody better than Zack Sabre Jr. when it comes to pure technical wrestling. He's built for it with those long, skinny limbs as well, so he can just twist and tie people in knots and the way he gets to pin in predicaments, uh, some of the most unique submissions and pin in predicaments, I think. Uh, That's boy. <laughs> Do you yeah. think we'll ever see him properly in a WWE ring? Um, he was part of the first cruise weight, weight classic. Uh, yeah. uh, I think that was back when he was more with Noah than New Japan. And... I don't think so. I think he's really happy in Japan, as is uh, the other guy. They both seem very, very happy with the lifestyle that they have in Japan with the uh, start. You know, they are treated as stars over there. And New Japan still puts on some of the best wrestling uh, around the world. I've got to say... If AEW do ever manage to get a good time with New Japan, I can't wait to see Osprey. Yeah, and he, he would fit in there well. He would. He he. Will Osprey? We we yes we know he's a fuckboy, but yes he is the best wrestler there is. Uh, I don't have to like him personally to like him as a wrestler. He is the fact that he's now got heavyweight size. Uh, I, I don't know when the last time you guys saw him, but he has bumped up at least 30 pounds during the lockdown, and he is now a fully fledged, you know, 230 pound heavyweight. And he still moves around like he did when he was a cruiserweight. How so, dare he, bastard! <laughs> just it's not fair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> He's, he's uh, a good wrestler, but I still hate him. He's a prick. Yeah, that's that is just that's is that how you're feeling? Yeah, that's it. I think <laughs> we'll, we'll always have to be that way. Uh, uh, he is also on uh, Fight TV right now as part of Rev Pro Epic Encounters free Uh, we obviously can't bring you any of the results from that. We uh, will touch on it. Next week, uh, it's on Fight TV right now. It's Mad Kurt versus Gideon Gray, Jamie Hayter versus Bobby Tyler, Kenneth Halfpenny versus Robbie X. Uh, no, sorry, JJ Gale. Daniel's literally trying to look it up right now. No, I'm just looking at um, Will Ospreay. He has bulked up, hasn't he? Yeah. JJ Gale versus Robbie X. It's Kenneth Halfpenny versus. Uh, lost his name again, Darren Williams. 
Uh, it's Zoe Lucas versus Aaliyah James. We spoke about her last week. Uh, yeah, Ricky Knight Jr. versus Connor Mills and Will Ospreay versus Kyle Fletcher. Uh, I'm sure that is going to be one. It's going to be an awesome event. Uh, I have it. I'll be watching it tomorrow because I'm. I've watched enough wrestling this weekend. I'm going to watch it Monday morning and. So that's going to be my first thing to do. Uh, also competing in New Japan, sorry, Gabriel Kidd has been fantastic as part of the Young Lions series. Uh, he's definitely worth checking out in New Japan. And I think that about wraps up all the British news that I have, unless you have any others of your own. Um, well, I know that you guys spent a long time chatting about it last week. I wasn't about... Um, with the parliamentary addressing of the Me Too, not the Me Too movement, no, Daniel, try again, speaking out movement. Yes. That's the one. Um, we have had um, a comment that has literally come out, I don't want to give away when we record the show. <laughs> um, At some point previous to this. Yeah, that. Mm -hmm. <laughs> um, gentleman, <clears throat> Jack Gallagher, um, he is a scary man. Mm. He, he could break you in half very, very quickly. Have you seen any very, of his MMA Very, very dangerous stuff? man. Yeah, very, very dangerous man, very which makes what man. happened even worse, considering how dangerous of a man he is. Uh, obviously, no longer with NXT UK or NXT or anything with WWE, and I don't think he'll be uh, welcome back anytime soon. But as you say... Whatever, we No, yeah. Uh, so yes, um, he's made a Twitter. Um, yeah, he's um, put a little statement out, and it's—I'll be honest—I read it, and it felt to me like there was a lot of ass covering and a bit of pandering to people. Um, it just felt like a lot of. Excuses that weren't excuses, but they're excuses and they're reasons, apparently, mm. um, for something terrible that he did. And he's now having to take responsibility for his actions and uh, experience. As the, he should. Yeah. And experience the, um, oh, I don't know, the karma that comes. Okay, yeah, the consequences of his actions. He's now actually, he's now actually experiencing those. And it's how it. It's, it's actually, it doesn't matter who you are or what you've aspired to or what you've done. If you've done something like that or done that. Yeah. Let's go back to a positive. Let's go to Finn Balor. Finn Balor Ooh, on NXT yes. takeover tonight, defending his championship against Kylo Wiley. Finn Balor. <laughs> oh, that's going to be a good, that's just going to be a great match. It's... Mm. You know, Finn Balor is, again, one of the best wrestlers in the world right now. Uh, I think I've once said it before. I could probably go with there are the five British guys who are actually probably could be considered the best <laughs> top five wrestlers in the world. And they could all be Brit uh, from the British Isles, including Ireland, including Finn Balor or Prince Devon or whatever he wants to call himself. And his match with Kyle O'Reilly. What do you think it's going to be? Do you think he's going to lose the title? No. No. 
No, I think this is built into. Uh, <laughs> that wraps that up there. Yep. I think this is built into because uh, again, prior to lockdown, he was he'd come back over to the UK and was calling out water. I think this is going to be leading to a championship, a champion versus champion match, Finn Balor versus Walter at some point, and uh, Walter will crown himself uh, NXT champion of everywhere. <laughs> the king of all the things. Yes, because he is Walter, and he can slap you and break your chest with one hand. One thing I will say about it coming up, though, with the Finn Balor match with Carl O'Reilly, um, I think this is going to be a return of the NXT great matches. Now, mm. takeovers have always been brilliant, brilliant shows. Um, but the last couple have felt lacking a little. Still great shows. Mm. Still better than most of anything else that WWE puts out, apart from, obviously, the British Heritage Show. Of course. Yes, absolutely. (laughs) But this match, I'm properly excited for. Mm. um, And I am looking forward to it. I've been a a big fan of Kyle O'Reilly. I pointed out a match last week to Salden uh, from Progress Super 16 last year against uh, Chris Ridgway. We mentioned him earlier. They have a phenomenal first round match in the Super 16. I actually think it's available on the network. So if you can track that match down, it's uh, the main event of that card. And it was brilliant. And Kyle O'Reilly is a superstar. It's nice to see him get in this uh, singles run. But yeah, Finn Balor. And I think, as you say, if this isn't a five-star match, I don't know what Dave's smoking. (laughs) 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 right guys uh that's been us for this weekend that has been the brit rest roundup uh we hope you've enjoyed listening uh uh, we wish you all the best Stephen, and we will see you back next week uh thank you amy for your first appearance and thank you for having me uh it's been an awesome time and don't forget to check out the Big Fat Geek Week, which will be available next Monday. And have a good night, folks. <laughs>